Hello and welcome to Match Day FM. It's Morgan and it's deflected in out of absolutely nothing. Curzon Ashton Lee. Dixie to Hardy. Hardy in behind. Hardy past the goalkeeper. Hardy into the goal. 2-1 filed. Chance for Colin Day. Colin Day again. The other shot. And it's in. It's a replay for Colin Day. It's been coming. What a gap and he goes through it. And Akron gets the first try of the game for Siddle. Dan Bradley on his debut scores his first goal for Files. They've got it with Smith. They've got it with Smith. They've got a score with Smith. Unbelievable. Great chance. They've won it. Ashton have won it. Hello and welcome to the latest Match Day FM podcast with myself, Chris Coughlin. As today would have been the Champions League final in Istanbul, we're focusing on the most iconic Champions League final moments of all time. And I'm pleased to say that I'm joined by Thomas Whitehead, Harry Reynolds and Sam Jordan to talk through some of the biggest moments in football history. How are we, gents? Not too bad, Chris. Yourself? No, not too very, bad. Not too very bad. well I am, Chris. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Good stuff, SJ. So, the Champions League, we've all watched it growing up. For many people, it was the biggest chance to watch some of the biggest names in football, apart from at World Cups and um, at a European Championships, so people that couldn't get the European leagues. Um, Tom, we'll start with you, just like the European Cup. What, what does it mean to you when, when you look at the history of the Champions League? Probably the most prestigious club football uh, trophy going. That's just my simple opinion on it. Um, I think players, especially players that come from outside the continent, it's the trophy, the club level they want to win. Uh, yeah, above any other... Um, I think it's one that just generally, if you go around any country, you see on Europe, well, Champions League final, the day after, you, on the papers, you'll see the, the, the pictures across all the European papers of who's won it. So it's the one that I think so is, is the one that is most famous, simple for that. It's just the biggest, the biggest, most important one. Simple. Sam, do you along with that? Um, I, I, would, I would argue that uh, the domestic league is always... The bread and butter for all the uh, major clubs. Um, you ask, I'm sure if you ask the, the hierarchy of all the major clubs, the likes of Barcelona, Bayern Munich, uh, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Manchester United, um, AC Milan, Juventus, Inter. They would all say the same thing. They would all say that the bread and butter, the one that they initially all want to win, would be the national title. But I would agree with Tom that in terms of prestige, in terms of history, in terms of value, that the Champions League is the one that everybody would like to win. Um, it's the one that, uh, although they may set the, the national title as the priority at the start of the season, I think that the, the Champions League, if it makes sense, is, is more the dream, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. It's the one that they dream about winning. Uh, and yeah, it's um, ultimately it's the one that all the best players from around the world, as Tom said, that you know um, the ones that uh, aren't from the continent, the likes of the South Americans and the Africans. It's the competition that they all unanimously want to play in. So yeah, I would I would say it is the the, the best club competition in, in uh, club football. And that that point H about the fact that it just attracts players as as. They've said from South America and from Africa, from all these different continents as well. How important is that in terms of you know, clubs growing? We get this, this idea that so many clubs want to reach the top four in their league, want to reach the Champions League. Just how much can getting to the European Cup, getting to the Champions League, how much can it elevate a club to another level? Well, especially now, it goes a long way. Um, if you look at the de development of Spurs, I know they haven't won it, but when they broke into the Champions League in 2010, and the players they've been able to attract since then, you know, Luka Modric and all that stuff. Um, I think it's massive. And the money that's in it now is uh, maybe ridiculous. Um, but it is what it is. And, you know, it, it's watched. I, mean, I would imagine pretty much every country in the world will watch the final, as Tom's alluded to. It's across all the back pages. So if you want to you want to be on the big stage, you need to be in the Champions League. And the, the best players will generally, generally speaking, only want to play in that. I know there's a few examples of teams that have had money outside it. And, be able to pay more money and attract better players, but you know, um, mostly you've got to be in the Champions League to get the best players in the world. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so what what we're going to do? We've got we've each got three iconic moments. So there's plenty, plenty of moments that we might not mention, but um, three iconic moments each from the Champions League. And what we're going to do first is we're going to reveal our third and second picks. 
um, then we'll, we'll get on to the, our, our most iconic moments later on. So we're going to start, uh, if I just look at my screen here, we're going to start with you, Tommy. Um, in third and second place, what have you got for your moments? And then we'll come to uh, H and SJ and then we'll all convene. Right, uh, to start off then, in third, I've got the Drogba winning penalty for Chelsea in 2012 against mm -hmm. Bayern Munich in Munich. And second, I've got the Gareth Bale volley from the 2018 final in Kiev against Liverpool. Okay, so I, I think we're probably going to hear from Gareth Bale a bit in this podcast. But um, um, Tom, go on. Drogba's penalty, why that in particular? Just obviously it's a massive pressure moment to win their first Champions League slash European Cup in their history. But I think it's more the redemption side of it as well because Drogba was sent off in the 2008 final. Against forget, Manchester United, you that, don't you? Yeah, so I sent it off in that, and then and then I think he also got a free game ban. Was it? Blessed not in the final, but his, his relationship with the competition wasn't exactly great up until that point. And of course, in that same game in the 2012 final, he also scored the last minute header oh. from the corner as well. Yeah. So the big the the man renowned for playing in for stepping up in the finals and the big games stepped up again, literally to take that penalty to win it for them and. <laughs> And that, that little sort of story for him, I think, is kind of what makes it a great moment. Iconic moment, anyway. Do you remember Drogba rather explicitly after the, after the uh, semi-final defeat against Barcelona? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the bit I was alluding to with the not-so-great personal relationship <laughs> with the competition. That ex yeah. Yeah, explicitly led him ran to the camera regarding Barcelona. I think there was a free game ban for that. So <laughs> yeah. this, this, this kind of uh, sort of rekindled, or at least repaired this relationship with the competition. For him, anyway, that 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 would not surprise me at all. I mean, for you guys like H and S J about Drogba, then did you did you guys when you were watching it, did you just kind of feel it was fate, like everything that happened in the run to that final and then the final itself, it was just kind of fate that Chelsea would win. Absolutely, and the whole season was just a car crash, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Up until then, and obviously, well, even the Napoli game and and that the way they won that, and then in Barcelona, and you know when Barcelona go. I went to and look in that game, didn't they? And it just seemed yeah. like it was going to be four, five, six, whatever Barcelona wanted. And yeah, it was incredible. that. And, and the final, obviously, as well, it seemed like they had no chance, obviously, going, obviously not a neutral final, but the crowd was evenly split, but still to play Bayern Munich away like that. And they were pretty much annihilated, weren't they, for the whole game. And some managed to cling on, even when they went behind and then saved the penalty as well. And then, yeah, but I mean, Drucker's record in finals is... Incredible. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's pretty much a goal a game, wasn't it? Over his career in finals. I can remember him scoring it. Well, he scored one, Several, the, one against Li us. So, Liverpool in yeah. the FA Cup, Portsmouth in the FA Cup, Man United That's in the FA Cup. That's in the FA Cup, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. So, yeah, it's the man for the big occasion. And to be fair, actually, I mean, I was looking, I was watching his um, 100 Club on Sky recently, and his record was surprisingly worse than I thought it was in terms of yeah. he never really got to the heights of a top talisman in terms of, you know, your 20, 25 goals a season. I think I remember the one where him and Rooney were battling out for it. That might have been a 25 goal a season one. But I think 9-10 he did it, because but Chelsea yeah. scored it. I think they got 100 goals that year, didn't they? So, yeah. A few, like, man, Don nils, yeah. They scored that many, have lost count. Um, but we'll, we'll move on to, well, as I say, if I, I think I might be right where H and SJ mentioned this moment at some point, but Tommy, you, you were there in Kiev... Just Gareth Bale's goal, it was just sensational, wasn't it? Yeah, that's just perhaps the one word that pretty much summed it up, to be honest. Um, I think also the point that the game was still very much in the balance at that point, that this wasn't a goal that was just to increase in a league that was already there. This was a 1-1. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's, the goal itself was spectacular, but the psychological effect it had was just sucker punches, not just obviously it was the crowd, but obviously the, the players and everything, it just the deflation it puts onto you when a goal like that scored against you, you just sort of feel it really is yeah. all falling apart. <laughs> to have witnessed it live, when you look at it from my sort of point of view, obviously Liverpool fan, etc. But to look at it from the point of view of being there and seeing a great goal, no matter what team it was, who it was for, who it was against, it, yeah, I can, it, it, it was a spectacular goal. Mane just scored, hadn't it? So Liverpool got back in yeah. the game thinking they can get at Real Madrid, who... We're showing a bit of shaky signs defensively, and then bam, one of the one of the great all never mind just final goals, one of the great Champions League goals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, I think it got to the point where 
that happened, obviously, it deflated, but then you just, just sort of laughed over for that little bit of thing. And you think, just, yeah, yeah, what can you do crap. now? <laughs> yeah, it is one of those moments. It is one of those moments. Um, as I say, I have a feeling that won't be the last we hear of Gareth Bale's uh, wonder goal. Uh, we'll move on to move on to H. For uh, go on, uh, what what are your what are your third and second nominated picks for uh, your iconic Champions League final moments? Well, the third one I was really torn, but I was trying. I know we've said moments, and I was trying to steer away from goals, but and this is a bit of a curveball. But at third, I'm going for Cristiano Ronaldo's header against Chelsea in the 2008 final. Ooh, um, okay. Purely because I remember seeing the picture of the goal from the bottom corner. And that, I think that was the first proper time you really realised how much of a freak Ronaldo is. Because mm-hmm. he's literally jumped about six feet in the air yeah. and plied it in the bottom corner. Have, have, you, ever and, seen, but, have the, you ever seen that exhibition where there's a ball hanging down from the ceiling? You've got to try and, you've got to try and jump as, as high as Ronaldo jumped to head it. I haven't. But yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that, there's a picture. He's literally towering above people who are still on the floor. It's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, and second, I've gone for Loris Carius's pass at night, really. Are you going to go gone for two Ga- members yeah. from the <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Gareth, uh, to be fair, my, my second one's Gareth Bale's over a kick. For all the reasons that we've spoken about, except I found it really, really funny as well. Probably, I think I enjoyed it more than Tom enjoyed the goal being at the ground but just being in the pub and being one of about five people in there who wasn't a Liverpool fan jumping up shouting vamos it was just stupendous but no I mean technically that that goal is it's ridiculous because there's there's no pace on it the cross is deflected he's got a stop he's got a turn it's just a ridiculous goal but you can just see as well that Karius he's just got I know you'll criticise the other goals in that but like it's just he's got no chance no oh, keeper no. would save that you'd probably put another keeper next to it and he still wouldn't save it Sam, Sam let, let's just clear this up I presume you've got this in your top three as well <laughs> no I haven't oh, actually wow. uh, I, I haven't but uh, what are you playing at? I, I, I was going to give <laughs> I, I was going to give it an honourable mention as well as the AC Milan final in 2007 but, <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I, I was thinking I myself was, right, not, I've got a checklist here and Zaghi and Bale yeah, so no, no, they're not um, they're not in mind, but uh, honourable mentions for them. But no, uh, I'd just like to quickly touch on uh, what we were speaking about in terms of Drogba before. Uh, yeah, I thought he was, you know, was a big game player, so I completely understand why he's in there. In terms of his goals return, it, it is surprising, but then you've got to remember his overall impact on the team um, and how many goals his goal involvement. What? Uh, how many times he was involved in goals? It was a joke, ridiculous. He just he was oh, it, wasn't a, it, wasn't, um, it wasn't a criticism. It was just oh, I because yeah. obviously I was yeah because I was obviously younger at the time. I just remember him scoring all the time, and yeah. I had him down as like a twenty goal a season player. Well, that, that's what it means. Obviously, not, yeah. Uh, so it wasn't it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's, he, that was always was wasn't a criticism. No, I mean, no, in terms I, of bringing I, other I, people I, into the game, like, yeah, yeah it, there's not yeah. been another player like him in the Premier League. Maybe it's yeah. the perception of sort of everyone remember, sort of seems to remember his goals more purely for the sort of stages there were, a lot of them were on big stages. Yeah. Obviously, that sticks more in the mind. If you're not a Chelsea fan, that'll stick more in the mind of those who just watch the big games overall, if you, even if it's not like your club that's involved. It, I think that's yeah. the reason why it kind of sticks more in yeah. the memories. Of non-Chelsea fans, anyway. In, in terms of um, the Gareth Bale goal, to quickly touch on that, I mean, it was just, I mean, obviously he's an Evertonian, and like similar to, similar to Harry, I, I, you know, vividly enjoyed it, and it was a fantastic goal. And you know, if a, if a Liverpool player had scored, that would be calling for offside. But it was, <laughs> you know, it was um, even though you know he was a mile on, but it was, it was just, a, I mean, it's one of them goals where. You just have to put your hands up and say, right, a moment of quality, beatness. And, and you know, it was a similar thing uh, in the uh, Manchester derby, wasn't it? A few years back when Rooney scored the overhead kick, it was the same thing. It was, you know, City Shin, got beaten by a moment of brilliance. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, that, if, that's, if that's what you want to say, you know, you weren't saying about MB Chan when he scored it Waterford. <laughs> you know, as I say, you know, just them sort of goals, Ronaldo's against Juventus for, for Real Madrid, just, you've just got to say fair play. You know what I mean? You know, hold yeah. your hands up and say, you know what, that's just outstanding. And, and it, it was a great, iconic moment. But and, uh, no, it didn't, make, it didn't make my cut. Uh, hey, H, you know, as you say, Ronaldo, he was exactly new to us in 2008. But was that at the point when, we kind of started to recognise how good his heading ability was. 
Yeah, well, it was his breakout season, wasn't it? I think he scored 42 goals. Yeah, or from that, about, well. that was obviously, Yeah, that was obviously the season where he scored the free kick against Portsmouth. Um, David Dames just stood there and barely saw it. But, yeah, that I mean, it's just that picture. You, you'll be able to find it. That picture of him from behind the goal and just see how, how high he gets. But the thing as well is that's, that wasn't natural. That's, that's no. not what he was, was blessed with. Like, he worked on it to get to that level where he could jump that high and get in the position. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that really was. And that picture, I mean, it's just stayed with me. It's, it's just freakish mm-hmm. where, where you look at it and, and how high he is and how he managed to... Because the, the cross from West Brown wasn't exactly fizzed in. It, no, it was... No. You know, he just put into an area. Yeah, so much power onto it, and it's just gone straight in the bottom corner. It's just, for me, because obviously, I mean, you go on about the debate all you want. I've always been in the Ronaldo camp. But yeah, that goal is just a ridiculous yeah. moment. You're listening to the brand new Match Day FM podcast. Can you agree or more likely disagree with our panel's views? And let us know. You can find us on Twitter, we're on at Match Day FM. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Match Day FM. Sam, second and third picks hit us. So, the third pick for me is the Porto triumph in 2004. Okay. Not a particular goal in that game. That, that was particularly iconic, but just the fact that everyone, when they think of the Champions League and you know teams that have gone under the radar and who deserve to win, Porto was one of the first names on everyone's lips. It was, I mean, just an outstanding achievement. Obviously, the manager, Jose Mourinho, has gone to have big success in the competition. You know, he's a, now a world-renowned name, but that's where he made his mark. No one was expecting Porto to win that competition. Um, and they went on to beat some very big teams, including our very own Manchester United on the way. Um, but just fantastic. So, um, yeah, really iconic moment for, for the sport, really. I mean, watching an underdog like Porto. Yeah, uh, lift a trophy, and you got Mourinho uh, darting down the touchline at Old Trafford as well. Yeah, exactly. So always wonderful to watch. And my second moment, begrudgingly, is the 2005 Champions League comeback from Liverpool against AC Milan. I know for you Liverpool fans, that's probably going to be your number one, but for me, it's number two. It's iconic. I mean, I, I listen at half time. I was organising the Okie Koki down our street. <laughs> um, and you know it was great fantastic time and you know great time to be an Evertonian and then 45 minutes later it was the worst time to be an Evertonian it was just horrendous and yeah. but you have to take your hat off to them probably the worst although I've just said Porto in terms of it's iconic because people were saying that you know no one expected a club of that size to lift the Champions League Liverpool were a big club but that was possibly the worst side that has ever won the Champions League and yet, you know, and that's that's not to say that Liverpool didn't have some good players in that team in terms of Carrigan and uh, Gerrard and Xabi Alonso, but in terms of the all-round team collective, these were poor. And oh, yeah, they no, somehow I... managed, managed to turn round a 3-0 deficit against one of the best sides in Europe and then go on to lift the trophy. Unbelievable achievements, unbelievable turnaround. And yeah, sometimes you just have to tip your hat and say, you know what, fair play. So that's my second choice. I mean, I, I was watching an analysis from Benitez on that um, the other day, where <laughs> he said what how how chaotic half time was in terms of telling Triori to go and get go and get in the shower because literally he said you're not coming off. He just said shower if uh, the player was getting subbed. So he said Triori shower and Finnan got injured. So then he had to bring Triori back and then Kuehl Kuehl obviously got injured in the first half. So it was all just as I say a bit bit of a mishmash, but. It is, it is uh, iconic, isn't it? And it? It's funny you mention that, Ashjay, because the only, my only feature from that final is actually my third pick. But I'll get onto that in a bit. And for, for Porto, you know, you look at some of the players like you know, Benny McCarthy sticks out, um, Deco as well in that team, and you know th- there were some good players. But Porto, I mean, are we ever going to see anything like that ever again? Yeah, I would say we probably will. I mean, in terms of, if you look over history, maybe not so much in the Champions League, but if you look in other competitions, like the Euro 92 with Denmark, you look at Euro 2004 again with Greece, you know, there's lots of different examples of underdogs, you know, achieving. Even Portugal, when they won it a couple of years ago, I mean, no one would have said. And again, Portugal have, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, they have a couple of big players, but again, in terms of the team, not particularly strong. Um, definitely wouldn't be in the, in the top five favourites for any tournament. And yet, when in, uh, won the title so you know um, I think we will see something like that again but it'll be few and far between whether it'll be on the same scale as what Porto did I'm mm. not so sure but 
I mean, there was plenty of players in that team that went on to achieve big things. You know, the likes of um, Deco went on to Barcelona, didn't he? Great player. Um, you had Paulo Ferreira who signed for Chelsea with Jorge uh, Mourinho, Ricardo Carvalho was in that side. So, um, some really good players. But again, just you just never, never. I know they won the UEFA Cup the year before. Um, they beat Celtic, but you would yeah. never, ever, ever think for one minute that Porto would would win the Champions League and and, uh, and he did and he beat some good teams along the way. It's Monaco in the final as well, wouldn't it? So whoever had won that, it would have been like how on earth have they got there? I, exactly. I mean, you know, if we look at other competitions, it was a bit similar to when Porto won the FA Cup, wasn't it? You know, against the was it Cardiff? Was it in the final? Three, there were three championship teams in the semi-finals that year. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes it's just bewildering. Anything and one of these is going to win this trophy. It's absolutely bizarre. But yeah, um, it was like how have these two teams got to the final? And don't be wrong, they both had a good play. I mean, even the, that Monaco side, they had Morientes that year. And, uh, who went on to get a move to Liverpool and Ever um, as well naturally Ever yeah. I think trivia Champions League trivia if anyone wants to use at any point ever I think Ever that was his, that was his first losing final and he's actually lost the most of any player in history in Champions League finals so there you go oh man yeah. oh man <laughs> <laughs> four I think because Juventus as well of course but oh, uh, yeah. I like I like these suggestions because I would never have gone for Porto but that, that's a cracker that I'll go on to my second and third now my third I know Sam has mentioned 2005, but for me, a moment from 2005 was Dudek's double save. And we'll get on to that in a sec. And then Tom, Tom's gone for Chelsea's winning penalty in 2012. I've gone completely the other route, and I've gone John Terry for um, an historic moment for all the wrong reasons, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> you got the... You got the complete set there, then, haven't you? <laughs> you really do. I mean, just imagine, like, for, for any of us... Can you put yourself in the scenario of walking up to score arguably one of the most important kicks in your your club's history and slipping in that scenario in the rain in the Champions League final in a penalty shootout? I think. Can you even yeah, put it to I mean, yeah. It must be awful to slip and cost your team a trophy. I would, you did, say, I would you did, you did set yourself up there, Chris, for that. I was I, I waiting realized, for that. I realised yeah. the, realize the word that I, the way that I worded it, I said it up. But let's, no, stick but, to the cha- let's stick to go, the Champions Yeah, going, though, going on the moment, uh, obviously, is, I, think, I think the heartbreaking element when I was watching is how it hits, still hits the post. I mean, if you blaze it, you've bottled the moment, but the yeah. fact that it's that close as well, but that close. the other way as well. Exactly, exactly. That's that sort of a bit yeah. which I thought was, if I was him, if I was him, that would yeah. perhaps hurt a little bit more as, Matter of what inches we're talking, and yeah. you won Champions League. The reason why I, I, I always think about that goal is that I mean, we said earlier you forget Drogba got sent off, but if Drogba doesn't get sent off, Drogba takes that penalty and yeah. Chelsea win it. Yeah, because John Terry actually, Avram Grant said Drogba was going to take the fifth, but because yeah, he got sent off, Kalou was yeah. set to take the fifth, and then Terry changed it around for him to take the fifth. Well, which... I, I, I personally think, I mean, in terms of John Terry, I mean, that, that would have undoubtedly hurt. And it probably does wrangle with him a little bit to this day, but I mean, obviously, I know you understand. I understand that you were saying, you know, stick to this competition, and, and I will try my best to. But with John Terry, what I feel, I feel it won't hurt as much because they went on to win it in 2012. Now, was it 2012 or 2013? Yeah, 2012. Yeah, he didn't play in the final, did he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He still got a The famous I mean, donning of the yeah. suit. <laughs> exactly. He was in the full kit, wasn't he? And the hair won't be as 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 much for John Terry as what it will be for, say, other players who've slipped over and then not being able to, you know, <laughs> get a medal. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, not, not, no names come to mind straight away. But. You know, one, one player I'm pretty sure that Sam's thinking of there, you know, we enjoyed success in 2005 in the Champions League, I think it's fair to say. I know, but he didn't win a lot, did he? John Terry won the lot. He won at everything. Apart from he the Club what? World Cup. Is that a glorified friendly, is it? I don't, I don't, no. think, I don't think Jared but, um, won, <laughs> oh, Gerard, Gerard. No, but didn't Gerard get beat by the Brazilian Plumbers in 2005? Sao Paulo. Yeah. Jersey Dudek. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't think I've, I, I'm not really sure how to describe this using the laws of physics, to be honest with you. The fir- I mean, the first save is a good enough save, obviously, puts it straight back in the Shevchenko's path. I mean, Tom, the, the save, look, it just throws his body in the way of it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does how, what any how people does would it do. Where but... it goes? I, that's why I've, I always remember it's just that it just seems to go ver- the ball just goes absolutely vertical there's no cannon off to the left right which would have gone in there it just straight up 
and you think, how is it actually? I don't know. It's perhaps, it's perhaps kind of because behind the goal. Yeah, I think it's because Shevchenko just went for sheer power, where yeah. maybe a tad bit of play, tad bit of placement. Yeah, and you think that's yeah. definitely a goal. Hey, 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 we were talking about fate with Drogba. Is that a kind of similar thing? Because I know Jer- Jersey Dudek said a few years ago actually that when he saved that, he didn't go around saying it to anyone, but he knew they would win it. Is that would you kind of feel that if you were in that scenario? Yeah, kind of. I mean, that game was just pretty much one way traffic, so wasn't it? By that comeback period, as soon as it was through, AC Milan were on the front foot again. Yeah. All the saves they made, all the misses, everything. Yeah, absolutely agreed that it was clearly fake. But I mean, you say you can't explain that save with the laws of physics. I have an actual explanation for it, and it's the work of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I've, I've thought about it for many years and uh, over my life watching it doesn't get easy Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool win everything Liverpool and win nothing I have it down as Lucifer's work and once you start to come to terms with that it gets a lot easier oh fair enough no, but actually going on what, going on what Harry said yes, no the point made, I think is very valid the fact that I think Carragher did obviously it was the, the anniversary we call it the anniversary whatever you call it a couple of days ago of that final um, I saw another Carragher interview and he said, he said that he, in his opinion apart from that six minutes he actually thought Milan played one played one of the best finals he'd seen apart oh, yeah. from that six minutes yeah do you know what from... though actually going back to what Coffin was saying earlier that I, I watched a bit of that Rafa Benitez thing as well when he was talking about how they won and he actually said he didn't think AC Milan were that good he no, said he thought Liverpool Mil- controlled the game outside, outside that six minutes Milan, Milan yeah. absolutely Battering us all over yeah. the shot. That's just the, that when was you, the way. When it was. you look at the names in that team from 2005, oh god, yeah. I mean, I, I remember watching Liverpool over the years. Uh, certainly under Benitez, it's t- I don't think I, I watched many games where Liverpool dominated games of football. Um, they were very much a counter-attacking side. They were very much a team that got men behind the ball. Certainly in big games, got men behind the ball, defended well first, defended in blocks, and then tried to break. Um, and in terms of uh, Benito saying that he didn't think Milan played very well, I mean, oh, that, that man, he, I mean, either he needs to change, change, his, change his, uh, his glasses or something. Or, you know, I mean, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I, I remember uh, Milan could have won that. No exaggeration. Easy seven or eight three. Uh, you know, and it was, you know, and that would have been fair. You mm. know, like a fair result. You know, mm. easy won it. Um, it was actually... And, and this is what I go back to earlier when I was saying it. I don't think there would be many Liverpool fans that disagree. And in, ter- in terms of performances as well, I mean, you know, you flew the group stage. In terms, you know, you got through with an unbelievable goal <laughs> from Gerard against Olympia. You, know, you, you, you know, you got, you know, the, the semi final, you got through with the phantom goal. It wasn't a goal. Uh, again, there'll be Liverpool fans that argue it went over the line. It clearly didn't. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, you've got through. That's absolutely fine. You've then got absolutely butchered in the final you know against some of the best players I mean the, the mad thing is as well for generation like I mean maybe not so much for myself I'm slight, slight bit older than yourselves but certainly for maybe your generation and, and afterwards you, you just don't really remember how good Italian football was at that you know at that time and even beforehand it was the pinnacle it was the best league you could play in all the best oh. players played in it and I mean, it's it's an odd comparison but for people like me and myself who do play, I'm always well. I play a lot of FIFA, but you see on the, the they have the legends cars. There's so many that belong to that Milan vintage. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna have to break. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to carry out. I, I, well, I cannot, in, I cannot, in all good faith, sit in a podcast and compare FIFA football to real life. No, but as in, the, you know, you know, if they're making a lot of them for that side, you, you no, know how no. good it is. Simple no. as that. You do. No, I can't have that. I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, be- before we get on to our first picks, there any honourable mentions that didn't quite make the cut? Yeah, uh, for me, from- I was going to say Petr Cech's save from Ian Robin. Yeah. For the same reasons that we mentioned in that 2012 final. And that, that was another point where you thought, when the penalty's given, it's just like, okay, surely they're going to score now and, and that's it. But when that's saved, that was really when you think, Jesus, they're actually going to do it, aren't they? Again, it's similar to the Liverpool 2005 story, they've somehow got through all these rounds and you just think there's something that's going to go wrong along the line here. but when he saved that that was just sort of yeah, yeah that was when I sort of thought well they're actually going to do it, it however extra time penalties it's funny that you mentioned it because I've got Robin against Borussia Dortmund it's kind of like a redemption yeah. moment yeah um, no, definitely because as well Robin that season that he missed against Chelsea he missed a penalty against Dortmund in the title decider 
Um, which is I did not know that. Yes. Oh, there you go. You <laughs> see, Chris. That's my Bundesliga nerd. <laughs> apart from when it comes to Bundesliga fantasy. Um, Drogba, you know, Solskjaer. I haven't even mentioned him. Um, Sergio Ramos um, against Atletico. I think that was iconic, to be honest with you, because... That's yeah, a nice I mean, yeah, that's that, that's uh, one of mine to be fair. I, I, <laughs> the Ramos, I, 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 I give it that. I was gonna, um, I was talking about that in terms of La Decima, in terms of the yeah. importance yeah. of um, yeah. uh, of, of, of the goal. Um, I, I think goal was your number end, one. But... Uh, was Ramos your number one then? For the, what for the overall? Yes, yeah. so for the not, no, no, that's not my number one for the oh, the oh. overall thing. Uh, to be honest with you, Chris, I, I, you know, if you honestly think for one minute Tom's number one was going to be something that isn't connected <laughs> to Liverpool listing the title. And, I mean, you know, I know this is a podcast, but, you know, you must be smoking something because Tom <laughs> is definitely going to be choosing Liverpool as his number one. This is the Matchday FM podcast, bringing you debate, discussion and the occasional audio argument as we talk the best and worst of sport. You can find details of upcoming episodes on our social media to search for Matchday FM. Yeah, no, he's, like I said, Sam's spot on there, Chris, let's be honest. My actual moment is probably the Gerard goal, to be fair, because that was just the catalyst, the spark, whatever you want to call it. From that point on, I mean, even a wildest dream, you'd probably hope, yeah, we've got to go back here. Might get a second if we're lucky, but it adds some respectability to the scoreline. It's perhaps the, the worst case scenario you were thinking at the time. But I think it kind of, say, inspired, or it just got a little shred of belief back into the players. And... It's just a, yeah, it's just the way it panned out, really. That makes that sort of the moment for me where we thought, or I thought, my God, this could be something here if we just give it a good go and see what happens. And we yeah. all know what happened after that. Yeah. And to be fair, it's probably the best, the best out of the Colts has scored as well because a rebounded penalty isn't exactly the best. Sveitas was good, but we all know it's a, a yeah. grass cutter blade cutter. So that was a really good head, a pivotal moment. Yeah, I mean, it was, the ca- it was the catalyst end of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. pretty much that. Yeah, it's, it's grass, it's, it's just just to clarify, it's grass cutter like a new uh, concept. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I thought I, I, I thought it was a daisy cutter for me. Daisy cutter, grass cutter, daisy cutter, same difference. So a daisy is not the grass. Yeah, I think I think you've been you've been spending too much time down in Manchester, Tom, where he mixed things up. Pretty much, I blame it on that. So, so. Tommy's gone for uh, Istanbul. H, your number one iconic Champions League moment in the final. It's absolutely not Istanbul. It is <laughs> Zinedine Zidane's volley for round doing it by Leverkusen in 2002. An absolute stonker yeah. of a goal. Yeah. It's, what? It's a way to describe it. Goal. The technique on stonker. that. Stonker. On, on a stonker. Uh, it's it's, just it's come down with snow on it. It, it, I mean, again, like with, with the barrel goal as well, he's got to generate all the power on that because the cross is deflected, but oh, he's got to turn. It's his, in that it comes, weaker foot because obviously he didn't yeah. really have a weaker <laughs> foot. But And the, the way, where he's hit the ball as well, it's like chest height. Mm-hmm. And he's just bent it perfectly into the top corner. It's just stunning. Yeah, I mean... The curve the curve that, on it is just, it's aesthetically great yeah. to watch. It's <laughs> a me, very good goal. That, that man is an absolute joke, isn't he? I mean, I mean like... The goals he used to score, the assists he used to get, his touch, just it's, everything about it. I mean, that, that goal touch from was the just yeah. clearance. I've never seen that completion of his first touch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's oh, tremendous. It's just unbelievable. It's just, it's just how he used to run games as well. I think it was that a clip of the World Cup in 2006 where he was literally just running the game, like the compilation yeah. of all the great passes and the moves that he was pulling off as well. It's Brazil, that wasn't was, it? Yeah, see, yeah. yeah, against me, Brazil, that up, was it. Growing up, Real Madrid were obviously like the biggest team in the world. Obviously, they still are, but when I was first getting into football, that, they had the Galacticos. And I just used to watch them because it, it was always on repeats on Sunday mornings and whatever. But yeah, I just used to watch Zidane, Raul, all of that. But yeah, Zidane was like the first proper player I ever just took nights up and, and we just watched them in games. It, it just freakish ability. I, can any, could could any other player do that? No, no, no. I no, can't that, even picture Ronaldo that, that or Messi for it no. no, and in, in the second half as well, Real was so under the cosh. So for that to be the winning goal yeah. as well, oh, kind yeah, of exactly. Everything, the everything you'd want from a proper winner. Yeah, the runners-up season <laughs> for for Leverkusen, Chris. Yeah, the cracking team as well, Leverkusen, the cracking team. And if you're Michael Balak, the World Cup final as well, bless him. 
didn't they lose the the league on the last day or something? Yeah. Lost the yeah. German Cup in the final. Lost the Champions League final, and then obviously when Balak went and lost the World Cup final as well. Yeah, that's just horrid. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm right. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm sure I saw yeah. something though. Yeah, no, it, it, that was, it that was, was spawn. Spawn. That's what I'm referring to. The runners-up yeah. season for Leverkusen. That is so Everton. <laughs> <laughs> so, they out so Everton, it. Everton. <laughs> yeah, I mean Zinedine Zidane. I mean, for me, he he literally was. Harry said he, he was part of the Galacticos when he was growing up, and it was so many. He was part of the Juventus team that I watched when I was when I was first getting into football and. The man, I mean, at France 98 as well, the man was just an absolute joke. The, the, the things he could do with a ball, the way he manipulated his body position, everything, he was just fantastic. He left, he, he wasn't the quickest at that either. I mean, he wasn't slow, but he, he, he wasn't the quickest, but he just used to leave people standing in awe of him because he literally, it was just the way he used to manoeuvre his body. It was just fantastic. He used to, his strength was brilliant. He used to hold people off. He'd faint to go one way, go the other. He just the man was just an absolute box of tricks, and you just couldn't figure him out. It didn't matter if you went tight to him, he'd spin. If you, you know, if you stood off him, he just he, he would just put one in the top five. For he was just an absolute liberty. And the goal, to be honest, I meant to mention it in the honourable mentions. It didn't make my top three either, but I'm glad I never know because Harry got, you know, <laughs> the, the ultimate. Harry got the ultimate um, <laughs> glee of a. Uh, Singling out that goal and, and oh, it was just a fantastic goal. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal. What is your goal. number one then? My number one? Yeah. Uh, you sort of touched on it before. Uh, for me, it was Holly Gunnar Solskjaer mm-hmm. um, in the 99 final. I mean, I just think them two finals, 2005 uh, Liverpool comeback and the 99 final, United comeback, I know, I know obviously it wasn't as necessarily an impressive comeback in terms of the scoreline. But to be 1-0 down in the 90th minute, you send your goalkeeper forward for a corner. You end up causing mayhem in, in the opposition box. I forget flicked on. Sheringham gets the first. And you just think, wow. And don't forget as well, with that Manchester United team at the time, it was severely, severely depleted in terms of suspensions and injuries. David Beckham played in the centre of the midfield with Nicky Butt. And... It was just an unbelievable turnaround. I mean, I, I, again, I remember watching that game. It might be slightly before your times for, uh, for all of you, but I remember watching the game live. And again, United were pulling the game. They never really looked as if they were going to get back into it. Um, I know if you ever watch documentaries now, they were always like, yeah, we always had a chance because, you know, they had a habit of scoring late on, which they did. But they were pulling the game. Bayern had lots and lots of chances to kill the game off. I, I think Schmeichel had his bar, bar rattled a few times as well. Um, just a, you know, real... I'd stop short saying one-sided, but it, but it was, you know, Bayern were, were deserving winners going into the last couple of minutes of the game. And then for, firstly, for Sheringham to, to get on the end of the, the first corner was just unbelievable to take it to extra time. Um, or to look, it was going to be extra time, but then for them to do it again, literally a minute later, from another corner and Solskjaer puts it in you're just like wow what I mean, is going on you know yeah. just unbelievable I mean you you couldn't write it and then obviously as well to, to cap off what was already an unbelievable season they'd won the Premier League uh, they'd won the FA Cup the week before they played three three finals they won the Premier League on the last day as well mm-hmm. they basically played three finals in three weeks and just uh, no three finals in two weeks it was wasn't it it was all within 14 days back in that then days Champions League was on a Wednesday right yeah. So, um, yeah, that was the Pete Spurs in the glory days, yeah. yeah, and then, that was Newcastle. The Saturday was Newcastle, so yeah, it was all within about 10 11 days. And yet, they uh, when they won the Champions League on a Wednesday, it was just, a, just an incredible achievement, especially given the circumstances of the game. I was watching Teddy on Sky the other day actually talking about 99, and he said one of the things that he will never understand is when Mateus got subbed. And he said he's seen Lothar Mateus since, and he still doesn't know why he got subbed. <laughs> he said he's never, he's, he, all the stuff. Look, Lothar Mateus is one of the greatest central midfielders of all time. What he's Great won, player. What, what he's won in the game. But he said, Sheringham said that, Mateus said to him, that is still the thing that bugs him the most. The vinyl as a whole, but also him getting subbed. I think it was about a quarter, quarter of an hour to go or something like that. But just kind of emphasizes just how, you know, Man United, of course, they have a great team, but just emphasizes the kind of names up against the Bayern squad as well. They were they literally had laid siege to the Manchester United goal 
Um, as I said, I'm sure they hit the post. I'm sure they hit the bar. Man United rolled the luck a lot in that final. And, you just, I mean, obviously, there'll be United fans who'll say, yeah, but we had a habit of scoring late goals. And there'll be people, in the, you know, maybe even fans, you know, English people who say the same because they used to watch Man United every week. I don't care who you are. Anyone who watched the game as a neutral would say that, you know, I just didn't see that coming. It was just, you know, they, they just hadn't been in the game. They didn't look like scoring. They hadn't really created anything for the most. And then to literally pull the rabbit out the hat like we did for the first one was just unbelievable, especially in the circumstances of Schmeichel going forward for the corner. And the second one, it's just, I mean, it's just out of this world. I just couldn't believe it. It was just like shock. Yeah. I mean, how on earth have they done that? You know what I mean? Just uh, And, you know, don't get me wrong, people, people, people afterwards going, oh, yeah, but it's Manchester United. We always score late. You know, we shouldn't write them off. No, no, no. This was, still- this was next level. To be fair, but I, th- I think the I think the iconic was that it was the commentary, wasn't it? Was it Tills and Sharing it was oh, they must no, but was, I think it was in the lead up to that first, the, the, the corner he goes, oh, they must score, they always score. Isn't that? <laughs> I think it was that very major thing. Yeah, this, there's still a possibility here, and then lo and behold, but that's typical. But that, but to be fair though, that that typical English commentary, and saying obviously it was English commentary, it's going to be biased towards Manchester United, so he's going to say you know, but it, it, again, even I'm sure of Clyde Tills, he was asked today. Were you expecting Manchester United to score? He, he would probably have said no on the balance of the game because of the way the way that Man United played in the game. He, he probably would have said, "I, I would, I, you know, I was, I was always going to give them a chance to score because of the, because of their past record." That would have been fair. But did he expect them to score? No, I would have said because they were just they just do a flat in the game. They just didn't really yeah. offer anything. Um, you are spot and, on. You spot on because I think when people watch that, they'll watch that final. That final extra uh, added time section. When you like I said the game as a whole, they were com- absolutely battered. Simple as that. Yeah. It's one of those where it's taken a bit out of context. You just see the the, the, the added time, couple of minutes, and think, oh, the, the, this this is great. I mean, the, the, the surely can't have been that bad, but they were awful for most of it. Yeah, they weren't, weren't the races at all. Um, Basler was it who scored the goal for 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 Bayern? I think did he slip it under the wall um, from yeah. a free kick or something like that. It was, yeah, free I mean, kick wasn't it? Like, it was. Um, so they yeah, had the I mean, lead for literally ninety exactly, minutes. Exactly, and then to just lose it like that in just a moment of yeah. two or three yeah. minutes, just madness. Yeah. It was just absolutely crazy. And, and I mean, for Man United fans, they remember that for the rest of time. Um, the way they wanted the same way as Liverpool remember two thousand five for the rest of the time. But I mean, it's great, isn't it? The two of the most. I mean, for me personally, anyway, two of the most iconic finals of all time as English clubs in it. I mean, it's unfortunate that one of them happens to come from the same city as my club. But <laughs> in terms of comebacks, you can't ask for two better comebacks, can you? One, one three 0 down at half time, comes, you know, turns it round um, in forty five minutes, and one that was one 0 down going into the ninety first minute, and and turns it round within stoppage time to win it. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know, it's just yeah. an unbelievable story, yeah. and, and you know, fantastic. And it just, again, and it shows the magic of the trophy as well because that has literally been, about to know, say in that. That, <laughs> in that in that tournament. The amount of things, and not just the Champions League final, but in in the in that tournament as a whole, how many times have we seen shocking, shocking things happen? You just think, wow, you know. Yeah. Even if we go back to when Barcelona turned it around against PSG, you know, in that game, you know, there's plenty, there's, there's loads of other games as well. You know, you're right, like, you're right on that point though. The extraordinary does seem to follow the English clubs around in the competition. Just the last season alone, you got. Three games in itself, the Spurs City one that that was just yeah. mind blowing. With that, obviously, it was against Barcelona. I won't go into too much for you two on that one. We all know what happened, and then obviously, even the Spurs uh, Ajax as well. Oh, yeah. I ju- that was perhaps the one where I generally thought they are not coming back from this. Surely, there is no coming back. They they were dead and comprehensively burned. Even, I thought. even going back to 2012, do you remember Chelsea against Napoli? They got hammered in the first yeah. first leg. Yeah. Um, Vs Boas lost his job, didn't he? After after the game, yeah. and, um, and then, yeah. and then they, t- the they turned it around. Yeah, turned it around. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. like, it's yeah. just unbelievable. The, the competition's just littered with examples of of just sheer freak, unexpected freak incidents. Really, freak, freak incidents. All amazing moments that we've already talked about. I mean, my iconic moment. To be honest with you, it's going to be pretty quickly talked about because me and H are apparently a psychic. Uh, go on, Coffin. We're, telepath- We're telepathic. <laughs> and I, I, I honestly, when I talk about iconic Champions League moments, Zidane for me, 
that I mean we get another chance to talk about it. That goal is just whenever I kind of think about the Champions League, I think of that goal. And I just think of the technique, yeah. how just utterly majestic it was. And the fact that well, we, we all we all love Zidane. We all and for, for so many good reasons. And that goal just is the epitome of the quality that's needed in the Champions League for me. And Honestly, yeah. every time I think about it, it, it genuinely is one of those goals that gets better and better and better every time you watch it. Yeah. It's just like, for me, though, with that goal, it's, it's the celebration as well. I don't, I don't know why, but it's like that typical, like, uh, sort of foreign celebration where they just run off like that. I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know what it is. I, think, I, think, I completely agree with what you're saying there. And also, the celebration mixed in with the fact that it was a hand in a British sort of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as well. So you get the foreign sort of uh, celebration, but within a British stadium. It just made it better. I don't know what it was. It was just like, a, yeah, oh, it was fantastic. Oh, it's just oh, how was... cleanly struck it was as well. It's just the oh, yeah. aesthetically, it's just it, beautiful it's to watch. Because one, you can, you can talk chance. about the really one, one and it was a shin. But yeah. this is straight off. Oh, it's just, just the aesthetic. No, yeah, that's not all I do. We could go on a whole other pod about that. A whole other pod about that. Um, but on, yeah, just an absolutely incredible moment. The most Scot- the, I, I watched the highlights earlier. The most Scottish thing ever is that the trophy was handed over with umbrellas. <laughs> just everyone holding the umbrellas at hand when it was absolutely <laughs> teeming it down. But just as a summary, so just, I've really enjoyed that. So many amazing moments to talk about there. Tommy in third place, he got his drop, the dropper penalty. Then Gareth Bale's won the goal against Liverpool in second. And then Istanbul, Liverpool's come back to win the Champions League in 2005 as his number one. Uh, H, Ronaldo's header against Chelsea in 2008. Again, Bale's won the goal in second. And then Zinedine Zidane's uh, volley against Bayer Leverkusen, that's first for him. And then for SJ, uh, Porto, their win in 2004. In third place, Liverpool's come back against AC Milan. And then Man United in 1999. And then for myself... Uh, Dudek's save from Shevchenko John Terry's missed penalty and Zinedine Zidane's volley you'll love the Champions League haven't you yeah and to be fair we could go on all night about I mean imagine imagine if it wasn't limited to the Champions League fan I mean we could be yeah. here all day yeah. all day I mean well, I, actually want, I, had, I actually wanted to mention as an honourable mention, Ronaldinho's goal against Chelsea. Um, yeah. Oh, in the, yeah, uh, just, <laughs> but yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do, I couldn't do it yeah. because obviously it wasn't the Champions League final. But I mean, we'll save that for another show. What a goal! Yeah. Just, well, I'm just saying, in, in, in preparation, you just think of so many goals. You think, oh, it's not. That's not in the final. That's not in the final. Yeah. That's not in the final. It's just, yeah, it's one of those we can rattle out loads of them in just yeah. this competition alone. See, for me, yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I always just think of Shamal. Scoring against Liverpool in 2006. I mean, what a goal that was. Oh, <laughs> well, that was for a while. Oh, wow. Absolutely well, rammer that was. I remember that one. Yeah, it was that last, last 16, it was, really, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was at, at Anfield as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Liverpool's it, defensive it the title. My, my hero, Pierluigi Kalina. I can't remember exactly whether it was in front of the cop page, but even if it wasn't in front of the cop, I mean, it was still in front of the air. <laughs> Danny Rose, wasn't it? No, it was it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Celebrating in front I, of all the fans. FIFA's greatest referee of all time. The last two times they've won it, they've been knocked out in the last 16 at Anfield. Oh, yeah. Didn't that is true, that. actually. I, I think of it. By the team that Chanel played for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the a curse. Chanel factor. There you go. <laughs> 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 you know, if we, if we want, we can move on to the, you know, the last 16. I mean, this year. Okay, so if we would decide on... A number one iconic moment. Are Tommy and SJ, are either you going to side with us on Zidane? Uh, Come on. I mean, I mean, realistically, I mean, there was two years that nominated it. And I did say, as soon as he mentioned it, that it was, wow, you know what I mean, unbelievable. So I, I will say yes, but I do think in terms of iconic moments, I just think that, you know, I, I, just, I just think, although that goal was unbelievable, Real Madrid were always expected to win that final against Leverkusen, just through the you know the Galactic Holes. I don't think anyone would have said that Man United would have turned it round in the last minute against against Bayern Munich or Liverpool for that matter. So I do think if there was a vote to the general public, whether that be on Twitter or whatever, and they were the three options, I do think that maybe Zidane's goal might lose. But in terms of actually just the sheer artistry of 
of the goal, then you know what? I'm quite happy to, yeah. to have him win that because it's just it was just a fantastic goal. Tommy, shall we make it a clean sweep? Or you got you yeah. got, you got uh, another moment that you want to dedicate as your no, own? No, no. I mean, my moment's how they're going to win this particular <laughs> scenario. Um, so but no, but that absolutely. Yeah, we know that. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I fully agree with what Sam said there. I think more more of the eras. I, I when I was drafting it up, I was like I was looking at the two Madrid volleys, the Bale ones, and that. I knew Zidane would either come with Sam or Harry. Probably it was more actually more expected from Sam because it was more his era and be more broader in his mind than than us in terms of perhaps just yeah from being a bit older than us. But still, from that point, I think just watching it back, he just doesn't get any any less. <laughs> Less, it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't get any less exciting to watch. Put it that way, just pure yeah. excitement from yeah. the spectacle. I, I, that it I, actually, creates. I actually think it was. Un, I actually think it was unfair to make us only two, three because if <laughs> if I'd have had five, I might have even put us down in in as number one and moved the others down a slot. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or put us down in two or whatever. You know, it's it, it just I just because I only had three and I really wanted to get Porto in to just acknowledge the fact that they. It was just an unbelievable achievement. And then I couldn't possibly, although I really would have liked to, I couldn't possibly leave out 2005. And obviously, 99 was just unbelievable. So I, I just, yeah. We literally I mean, would have been here for like forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I could I could have easy done. Even 10. I mean, why, why stop at 10? Maybe go to 50. You know what I mean? It was just, <laughs> yeah, just a fun just, time. just keep on going forever. Just keep on going forever. Exactly. To be but fair, I, I was easy to talk about the Champions League forever, to be honest with you. Exactly. I, yeah. I was only given three, op- three uh, options. I chose them. I'm happy with them. But I'm also quite happy to admit that Zinedine Zidane's goal was just absolutely out of this world. So Perfectly summed up. That's all for this Matchday FM podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Matchday FM. And you can also find us on Facebook by searching Matchday FM. We'll be bringing you plenty of content on a range of sports. So keep an eye out for future podcasts. Until then, thank you very much for listening in and see you next time. Goodbye.